0: And welcome to the Suggested Podcast. It's a book club for everything. We are back. This is going to be our first kind of actual episode since the reboot. We did a half episode. We did a recap episode.
1: We did a take two of the half episode because we lost the first recording. No, we just
0: loved that episode so much. We just wanted to have another run at it. Yeah. Those suggestions were so great.
1: It was fun sitting in those suggestions. Let's just sit in them for longer. Yeah,
0: I, I think this should be an episode where we revisit those only two episodes later.
1: Yeah, we'll recap the recap. Where
0: are they now?
1: Yeah, they're still in our hearts, is where they are. Um, we have not intro ourselves.
0: Yeah, so I am John Pass, and with me as always is...
1: Jim McIntyre. It's and good we, to be back.
0: Uh, yeah, we're back. It's Yeah. Dusting off those podcast bones. I
1: you didn't know, the, know where you were going there. You know
0: the podcast bones that you keep in your closet for um, podcasting? Yes, and, I, um, I
1: dusted them off. I set them up. My wife was a little bit confused. She was like, have you been keeping that podcast skeleton in your cupboard this whole time? Um, um, and yes, I have been.
0: And so, yep, our bones have been installed and we are ready to podcast.
1: Yeah, let's let's do this thing. How are you?
0: Um, I'm good. We're obviously still uh, in in isolation. So, I think I'm kind of uniquely qualified to do that because Mm -hmm. I like things that are typically done inside and I'm pretty introverted. So, I could probably hold out like this for several months before going insane.
1: I think that I could probably last another 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is good because I think that's about how long this recording will take and then um, you can lose your mind then.
1: flip out from there yeah uh yeah no i am pretty extroverted and so i don't love this i haven't seen anyone i mean i've i've seen my wife and that is very helpful i would be going very crazy were it not for her (laughs) but yeah i because i haven't seen anyone else not on a screen for a couple weeks now
0: yeah it's been a minute yeah so we just have to time like our grocery shopping so we just happen to run into each other
1: Honestly, I thought about getting some beer for this recording and dropping three at your house. <laughs> but then my grocery shop ended up being way more expensive than anticipated. So I didn't do that. But Fair.
0: Are you drinking anything? Have you got any serving suggestions?
1: Uh, my serving suggestion is tea. Okay.
0: That's a classic.
1: Tea, yep. Yeah.
0: I'm um, drinking gin and soda with a little bit of elderflower syrup in it Ooh. because I'm a fancy lad. Yeah, that's a fancy suggestion. And a bit of mint suggestion. on top.
1: Ooh. That sounds delicious. I'd be yeah, I,
0: I think we're about to lose those summer vibes. I typically don't like summer, but I think when it comes to things that you drink, that's definitely definitely where um, summer kind of has its, has its benefits. But then- like Good rosé, good white wine.
1: You've got mulled wine. You've got yeah. hot chocolate. You've got tea, coffee. Hot
0: cider. Oh. I'm yep. looking forward to winter for that reason as well. But I just think while while summer's here, we'll just enjoy those summery vibes. I enjoy the drink you just form
1: gauge time based on the drinks that you can drink. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Or just the things that, that are good to eat and consume. <laughs> that is pretty much how I organize my life.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it's not a bad thing. We got so- a
0: pumpkin the other day and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to make soup. And it's now looking like good soup weather. It is good
1: soup weather. I've done a pumpkin curry last week and I'm doing a pumpkin curry tomorrow because we have a lot of pumpkin. Nice. And that's an easy recipe and I have all the things. Yeah, into it. Yeah, so we have a new segment that we do. (laughs) It's brand new. It's called Non-Canon Suggestions. So, these are suggestions that we're suggesting that we're not actually suggesting to each other.
0: And they're not part of the suggested podcast cinematic universe. Exactly. They're not part of the law. You won't find them on the wiki. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just none of it's there.
1: It's kind of just things that we're into that we're not actually able to suggest to each other, either because the other person wouldn't like it or because it doesn't conform to our rules. We yes. probably should have gone over the rules again as well. We but- do the rules? All right, quick rules and then into the non-canon. So, rules of the Suggested Podcast, because I'm just a- assuming that this will be the first episode some people listen to, and they'll be yeah, like, what is true. this thing? Yeah. So, do you want to tell them what this thing is, and then so, I'll tell them the rules?
0: Uh, suggested Podcast, it's a book club for everything. We suggest something to one another at the f- in the first half of the podcast, and then we take a break not in actually the podcast, but we take a break in real time to go and do those suggestions or experience them or whatever. Uh, And then we come back and we discuss those suggestions.
1: Yeah, so the way that we do this is we've got some rules to play by, some ground rules for suggestions. It can't be more than $20. It can be free, but it can't be more than $20 Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: we're not made of monies. But I mean, if you support us on Patreon,
0: um we don't have a patreon
1: we could by the time i finish the sentence <laughs> uh, if you support us on patreon we we might be able to up our suggestion maybe one day. limit yeah um, i don't think no, we need
0: a patreon yet
1: we don't yeah so it's going to be less than 20 dollars. it also can't be longer than three hours so if you're mm. wanting someone to watch a tv show you can do like three hours of that tv show or three hours of a book or whatever yep other thing is it can't be completely illegal just slightly slightly gray is okay
0: which as we discussed in our last episode just going out of your house is kind of in the gray area at the moment so yeah which we're is risking okay, our very
1: lives but you can't do more than that yeah yeah so i think those were our rules yeah you also said it can't be super local uh, but i didn't love that rule <laughs> <laughs> so
0: i was just trying to get ahead of you on one that i know that is on your list
1: yeah look i'm happy to just keep that to a special newcastle episode <laughs>
0: slash you could just tell me in person.
1: Nah. Oh, you have I'm been, and it. I've been ignoring I'm holding it, it back. Okay, I can't so- go
0: into Newcastle at the moment. It's very frustrating.
1: It is very frustrating. So it would be awkward to do the suggestion now. <laughs> Let's do our non-canon suggestions. Yeah. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. I um I was preparing my drink as we were about to record. I'm picking some mint leaves off my. It's called an herbipod. It's like a little indoor herb garden and i got it for christmas and it is very useful if you're at all into cooking and you like having fresh herbs on hand um then i would highly suggest it because it is like going off now and i've just i've got um basil chives mint and coriander in there i think we probably save like four dollars a week just on coriander alone but there's some herbs that you just cannot have not fresh like coriander to me is one of those dry coriander mm. is just not worth it yeah and dried dried way. basil is also in that category like if you want to have dry basil just don't bother
1: we grow a lot of herbs as well but we grow them like out the back and so i just often forget that they exist and that's yeah. a problem
0: if they die like i've done that before and they die so having them inside is nice and then having them at hand when you're cooking mm. is really cool
1: Well, Catherine waters them pretty religiously, so they don't die. It's just they don't get used unless she's cooking. Because I just forget about them, and I do the lion's share of the cooking, so they very rarely get used. They get forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. So my non-canon suggestion is Animal Crossing, and it's non-canon because it's not. It's more than twenty dollars, but super good, and it's just like the perfect game for the vibes at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's. We can't go outside, we can't go to the beach, but you can play this game and build a house on the beach.
0: (laughs) That sounds so sad, Jim.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's life at the moment. So (laughs) I'll take happiness where I can get it. No, it's just, it's really chill. It's kind of the game, like you wouldn't sit and play it for like six hours. It's not that kind of game. It's kind of Mm. more like you'll sit down, play it for an hour leave it, come back the next day, because it's all in real time. So, it kind of discourages... Well, there's just not enough to do, especially initially, for you to play a bunch of hours. So, Mm. yeah, it's just... The whole gameplay of it is just chill. You're trying to pay off uh, a debt to get a bigger house, which sounds not chill. But it is because you like <laughs> collecting bugs and fishing and stuff in order to pay it off. So it's just easy and chill. Like, the you can pass out if you get stung by two bad bugs and there's zero consequences. Like, you just wake back up and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. I didn't lose any money. I like none of my items got broken as a result. There's just like, it's just chill. It's just always stakes. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. So that's my, you've been trying suggestion. to get
0: me into it. And- yeah.
1: I was hoping if I pitched it here, I would, Get you over the line.
0: Well, Sarah and I have been playing a game called For the King, which is probably the opposite in terms of vibes because it's like a roguelike in terms of you die, you have to start again, you lose everything. But it's also like it's chill in the sense that it's turn based, and Sarah has not played a lot of video games. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she can kind of, she doesn't have to be mechanically good at using the controller. Yeah, that's um, helpful. It, we've just kind of taken to it weirdly, and we've yeah. been up at like midnight playing it when our baby's asleep. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm keen to give it a second try because I tried it once briefly, but I yeah. feel like
0: by yourself it would not be that fun. Um, yeah, it was as a couch co-op game. I think it kind of it kind of sits in that realm of like like Final Fantasy, but also it's a little bit like tabletop RPG as well.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: um, I'm hoping a new like Paper Mario comes out. In the next few years, because I think this is a good gateway into something like Paper Mario for Sarah. That's if cool. there's like a co-op Paper Mario.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I will check it out. But that's not your suggestion. Do you want to no. bring your suggestion, or do you want me to bring? It my could suggestion?
0: be because it's on special at the moment. But it's. I, not.
1: I mean, I've got it downloaded. Honestly, it's on the Xbox Game Pass. So, mm. I when you were talking about it, I was just like, "Yep, queued it on my phone." I and could it's see downloaded.
0: why you wouldn't be into it. Mm. Um. So. Like, I don't think you would... I, I think even playing it again, you won't really get into it.
1: I mean, I don't mind roguelikes. I don't think Catherine would be into roguelikes. I think right. the idea of, like, oh, you you died and you have to start completely from scratch. Um,
0: Everything, like, it also, like, randomizes the map and stuff, which I think mm. makes it feel a bit like a fresh experience. Yeah. It has a good mix of, like... Anyway, I should stop talking about it because it's not okay. my suggestion. Yeah. Um, Am I where- going first?
1: Yeah, if you want, I've got a lot of notes and a lot of enthusiasm, so maybe uh, you should go first. Um, get yours out of the way, and no, you we'll... go first. I
0: want to, I, I want to rip the band aid on this one.
1: All right, I'm just worried I'm going to take all the time <laughs> there is. Um, well, then,
0: then we can. I can quickly do mine.
1: Okay, so I have a really exciting suggestion. It's not very timely, but it is exciting. Um, I would like to suggest that you watch the movie, the 2019 movie. Frozen 2.
0: <laughs> okay. Have you watched Frozen Is it Frozen on uh, Disney one? Plus yet?
1: Uh, I don't think it is, actually.
0: Actually, I think they fast-tracked it because of this whole thing.
1: Oh, cool. Have you watched um, Frozen 1?
0: I have. I, s- I actually saw that in the cinemas. Nice. With um, Sarah's little sister.
1: Yeah. So, has Sarah seen Frozen 2? No. Fantastic. She, she actually has- is yeah. going
0: to see um, Frozen on ice with her family sometime this year
1: well maybe <laughs> yeah i was waiting for you to get to that part of the sentence um the well maybe yeah at this stage um yeah no i am really excited for you guys it is an amazing movie so it I, i've done research this is my new suggested podcast energy previously i was just like his cheese i don't even know if it's goat cheese or cow cheese um this time i'm like i can tell you the name of the goat that made it this is the new prepped energy I'm bringing. So, okay. it was made, obviously, by Walt Disney Animation Studios and was their 58th animated film. So, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to know all this information. It's prepping This you. is really getting me it's over the line. building your excitement. It's made by all the same people that did the first one, like, directed by the same people, written by the same people, um, same songwriters, composers, obviously the same cast, because that'd be awkward. But- not totally unique in the Disney landscape. Mm. Um, so, it had the highest all-time worldwide opening for an animated film. Big deal, right?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Should you, do you want more? <gasps>
1: yeah, no, I, I want some, like, gas, some shocks. Okay. Um, okay, here's one more. It was the 10th highest grossing film of all time. Wow. Yeah, behind
0: Was it behind-
1: I don't have the other nine on me. <laughs> you, I mean, you've omitted
0: look... all of the interesting parts of these facts.
1: So it was the second highest-grossing animated film of all time, and Behind. the first one was Lion King, the new animated one.
0: Ah, oh, like the CGI yeah, isn't that one. weird? Yeah, that's that a weird, is weird fact. I heard that all was right. not good.
1: So let me tell you the things that I loved about Frozen 2. Okay. Strapping is a lot of things. All
0: right, I'm strapped.
1: Okay, I love the story. So it takes place three years after the original movie, and it was a (laughs) continuation of a story I did not think I needed. Like at the end of Frozen One, I was like, "This was a good movie."
0: Wrap that Um, up.
1: Yep. Yeah, but of
0: course they're going to make another one though because it did crazy well. Like,
1: well, that was actually interesting. I ended up reading an interview by Bob Iger, who was I don't know if he's still the CEO of Disney. but certainly was at the time. And he was saying that they didn't want to make the uh, creators make a sequel. They, they didn't want to force them to in case it wasn't as good as the first. So yep. they just didn't pressure them at all. And they were just like, make whatever you want. And so the creators um, were working on something completely different and then decided to do a six minute short film called Frozen Fever. Um, mm-hmm. And they did that short film and they were like, oh, we really miss these characters and then they decided to do Frozen 2. So, yeah, th- they kind of, uh, they use it to answer a lot of the questions that were left open in Frozen 1, which I didn't even realize <laughs> that I had questions.
0: Nor did I. But yeah. yeah well, the question- I guess there's this whole race of like magic trolls that they yeah. just kind of skim over. Yeah.
1: Well, th- that's not quite entered yet, but it is like, how does Elsa have powers? Right. Which is a valid question. Um yeah. And so, what they did when they made it, which I thought was really cool, was that they actually decided to begin with what the most satisfying ending for the characters would be. And then they mm-hmm. spent the next five years of making it, trying to earn that ending um, and, like, building towards that. So, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just- it's a great story. It's about journey. It's about change. Um, it's really good. Another thing I loved was the animation. It was just ridiculous. I had not seen animation like this before. Um, and I doubt you will have either. Like, it is just so well done. Mm. Um, apparently, they looked at scenes of superheroes like Frozone, which I think is like an incredible, right? From Pixar. Yeah,
0: an incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's From one the, of the movie incredible The family. Incredibles. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, they looked at that for examples of what not to do, which I enjoyed. Right. Um, and the water simulation was made to be more realistic than Moana, but they ended up with elements that looked too ridiculous, like it's like too ridiculous, too realistic. Mm. Um, so much so that it made the other elements look ridiculous. So they right. had to like tone down the realism. Um, but yeah, it just, it looks beautiful. Like they've mm. just done so well with the animation. Like there'll be moments of it like panning across like the city and the water and stuff, and you'll just be like, wow. Um, Soundtrack is really good. I listened to it all day in preparation for this recording. I just wanted to be (laughs) in the frozen zone. What's
0: the new Let It Go? Uh,
1: It's called Enter the Unknown. Okay. Into the Unknown, sorry. Uh, I think it's better than Let It Go.
0: That's a claim.
1: I think it's a better soundtrack than the first one. All right. Um, I I mean,
0: I don't have that many fond memories of the first one necessarily, but.
1: Well, they have a, uh, there's a version of the song that is on the soundtrack and is like in the end credits of the movie, Mm -hmm. um, a version of Into the Unknown that Panic at the Disco do. Right. And it kind of wasn't surprising because even the original version of it, like it has kind of almost Panic at the Disco vibes, but with like Elsa singing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it was really good. Like, I'm not a Panic at the Disco fan, but mm. it was a super catchy song. Like, You I'll prefer your discos nice and calm. Sorry? I was just
0: making a stupid d- joke.
1: Oh, you were making a um, Panic at the Disco joke?
0: Yeah. Topical.
1: It just went over my head because I'm <laughs> not a panic head like you are. A panic...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even think I was into Panic at the Disco when they were relevant.
1: A panic disco lad. That's what their fans call that themselves.
0: really rolls off the tongue.
1: Yeah, it does. Just, yeah, um, I'll leave that <laughs> there. So, yeah, the whole cast is just phenomenal. The person that voices Elsa, in Adina Menzel, I think is the name. She voiced Elsa in the first one as well. But she was mm-hmm. like, um, Effa's, oh, I can't even say that word. The main character in Wicked in the original so, F- bar. F- bar. you're telling the story. You not seem wicked? No. Oh, new suggestion. <laughs> um, yeah, so, soundtrack is just awesome. I really liked the vibe of it. The vibe was just wholesome, feel good. I'm trying to move quick, but also kind of poignant. Like, it just had some, like, moments that you're like, oh, interesting. Uh, and it was also really freaking funny. And I've got just a special mention of a thing that I liked. Christoph mm-hmm. has a song, um, which is, if you remember the first movie, Anna's Love Interest, uh, right. and it's he does a song that's like an 80s-style 80s power ballad. Right. And it was super good, and you'll laugh. Okay. You'll enjoy the scene. You'll enjoy the sequence. So, just super good film. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think Sarah's going to enjoy it. I think you're going to be like, that was a good time. I'm glad we watched that together. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm excited for you to watch it.
0: <laughs> I'm trusting you. No, I think it will be good. I think I I remember enjoying the first one. Yeah I think it's um it's a little bit it sits in that category of like f- things that are overrated. Not because it's bad, but just because it's so hyped. Like when it yeah. came out it was like it was everything for like a whole six months after its release. So
1: I feel I like think- this one didn't have as much hype.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think probably if you had um, school-age kids, you mm. probably are not feeling that. Yeah, um, that's probably true. But, yeah, I, I think that's kind of off-putting sometimes when something's so hyped that yeah. it's just like, it's like there's no way it can live up to the expectation that's been set up now. It's kind of like Stranger Things a little bit yeah. when we did that. It was kind of so everywhere for a while that I think I kind of enjoyed that I watched it at a time where that had kind of cooled down a little mm. bit.
1: Yeah, I, I think that... This is probably better than the first, though. Yep. I think okay. it was less in the public conscious. Like, I don't, I didn't see as much pop culture stuff come out about Frozen 2 as did when Frozen 1 came out. Um, yep. I mean, obviously, it was big if it was the 10th highest grossing film of all time. Um, but, yeah, I just didn't see as much in the world about it. But, yeah, I think it was a better film. So... I'm excited. Yep. All right. You better do your suggestion. Otherwise, this will turn into a Frozen podcast. <laughs>
0: it's too late. Frozen, John Wick, whatever else we said that other time.
1: Yeah, I think that was last episode. Maybe. Packing in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's because we just finished that one. Which is um, actually
1: two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa.
0: Anyway. So much non-linear storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, all right.
0: My suggestion this week, this month, this episode is... A group called Injury Reserve. Okay. Now, I don't have a good track record when it comes to suggesting hip hop to you on this podcast. Um, but this one I kind of back. Okay. And I probably backed the other ones, um, at the time. But, uh, so Injury Reserve are a group consisting of two rappers, um, Stepper J. Groggs and Richie with a T, and then producer Parker Corey, um, and they—I don't know—that like this the story is super interesting. They um, recorded their first two albums in a dentist's office, <laughs> so their first album is called "Live from the Dentist's Office." Cool. Um, it, I think it's um their producer, so Parker Corey. I think it's his grandfather's dentist office, yeah. so they. Like after hours went in there and recorded in there. Um, and they kind of, um, they have this sound. They like kind of span a few sounds. It kind of, this is going to sound like I'm calling them too derivative, but, um, they kind of have a sound that spans like multiple eras of Kanye a little bit. Huh. Like, so some, some. Times it's, like, really Yeezus Kanye energy. Yeah. And then sometimes it's really college dropout Kanye energy. Okay. Um,
1: Does it ever get to Heartbreaks and 808 energy? Because I wasn't into that album, so.
0: uh, Yeah, probably. Like, that's the thing. I think you can see a lot of Kanye um, influence in the production style and just, like, the the way that it's done. It's not just, like, a Kanye tribute band or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But just, like... They have a lot of really jazzy, yeah, kind of jazz rap, Mm -hmm. sample-based, kind of very brass instrument um, songs. And then they've got some just like really hyped up, high energy, really strange production songs. Yeah. Um, And like they kind of just hit like one after another in these albums. Um, But yeah, I think. The, the thing that makes me suggest them to you is just that high energy. I know you love that in, like, mm, a, a rapper or a hip-hop group. Um, it's it's not nearly the same... I don't know. It's it's not the same tone as Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't seem quite as, like, angry. <laughs> um, but it is very, like... I don't know. Something about Run the Jewels is very, like, aggressive and in your yeah, face. It's very political um, and... Yeah. yeah um, but, yeah, it... I think there's there's a level of politics here, but the tone just feels different, and it feels mm-hmm. very much like um, they feel a lot more like underdoggy than okay. than Run the Jewels do. Run the Jewels feel like like they're people who have like earned the respect, and they're Which like kind of is just true, yeah. So like that's kind of like the the energy they're working from. Whereas these yeah. guys, it's kind of like they're really they're young and they're hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I think you'll get into. Um, I think you get more into the jazz rap side. Um, I'm still gonna throw a few of the interesting ones into yeah.
1: the playlist. So you're gonna create um, me a playlist.
0: Yep, yeah. they're definitely the ones that I gravitate towards because mm-hmm. I like really kind of strange alternative hip hop. Like I, we talked about last episode JPEG Mafia, mm-hmm. which I think features on some of their songs. Um, so there's some association. Um, like. I don't think they quite go to the level of like um, experimental, I guess, Good. that he does. Um, but some of it is pretty, pretty interesting. I think the other thing is like um, they do a lot of like callbacks to their own stuff in a weird yeah. way that like kind of feels satisfying to listen to, mm. uh, and they kind of just write songs about weird things at times. Um, okay, like the one of one of the standout songs that, like, makes me think of that is off their self-titled album. It's called Jailbreak the Tesla. And it's basically a song about the fact that you can jailbreak your phone. So, what if you could jailbreak a Tesla and then, like, somehow get more performance out of it because you've, like, managed to get some jailbroken version of a Tesla. And it's just, like, I think it samples that old Teriyaki Boy's Fast and Furious song. Which you would know if you heard it, but... Okay. um, And just, like, uses car sounds and it's just, like, it manages to be funny in a way that doesn't feel like a novelty song. And I think that that's a really cool achievement. Like, I think often when... Yeah, like I don't know, Little Dicky kind of comes to mind in in terms of someone who sits in that realm of like, kind of wants to be taken seriously but makes kind of novelty songs, and yep. so it's kind of hard to know whether he a wants TV to be- show. Yeah, it's kind of hard to know whether he wants to be taken seriously or not. Um yep. Whereas, I think with these guys, they're it's clear that they're serious about what they're doing in terms of making music, but they're able to still have fun with it in a way that doesn't feel.
1: Kind of cheesy okay. and novelty. So mm-hmm. Jailbreak the Tesla is definitely like in that category. I think and I've. Are you going to insert a clip from Jailbreak the Tesla? I could Tesla? insert
0: a clip from Jailbreak the Tesla here.
1: Yep. The other one. Oh, that was a good clip. Thank <laughs> you for inserting that. <laughs> uh,
0: the other one that comes to mind in terms of like. This one's probably more novelty, but they have one called Rap Song Tutorial, um, which I might have played for you at some point. Um, on that album, I think so, but yeah, I think that that kind of just yeah, that it's an okay. interesting song. It probably more sits on that novelty range, but like mm. it, it won't um that one won't end up on a lot of playlists, I wouldn't think. But um, but Jailbreak the Tessa is kind of a banger.
1: Okay, um, I'll check it out. I will. I mean, um, I have to. That's the conceit of this podcast. <laughs> yes, but-
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll make a um. Make a playlist that kind of spans through. They've got four, three albums and an EP and a few singles they've been dropping kind of recently. So, they've been doing like pretty much essentially an album every year since 2016. So, um, they're reasonably reasonably prolific and um, yeah, I think you'll just get into their high energy. um, And then like even when it goes a bit more chilled out and jazzy, I think you'll kind of enjoy that. I think, I don't know, they're, they're lyrical in a way that's, like, not super. I don't know. I, I don't like lyrical rappers that you have to really be, like, engaging with it and thinking about it to kind of understand why it's impressive. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's this, like, almost this, like, burden of knowledge mm-hmm. in terms of, like, understanding why yeah. the references are cool. I'm like, that's not why I listen to music. So, it, it kind of strikes yeah. a nice balance between... Um, that's fair. Just good music, good production, and like just fun to listen to lyrics, fun subject matter. So, I will make a curated list for you. You could probably listen through their whole discography in the time, but um, I'd like to kind of highlight a few songs, so I'll make a playlist.
1: Yeah, that way I know what you like. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us for the first half of the podcast
0: (laughs) we break and come back so we'll see you in mere seconds
1: yeah welcome back
0: yeah we missed you
1: yeah it was a long cold lonely week um it's still so weird picking
0: up like a half done podcast
1: It is. We might get used to it. Yeah. We're in episode eight. think we'd be used to it.
0: You just go in like with, I'm going to welcome people to the podcast kind of, uh, but yeah, it's just, you've been listening for half an hour.
1: Yeah. Well, let's not mince words. Let's jump straight into what everyone wants to hear about. Frozen 2.
0: Okay. You want me to go first?
1: If you want, up to you. I liked both topics this time, so
0: I think- um, Oops,
1: Spoilers. Oof.
0: Yeah, my thoughts are: I think the first two acts are really good. Um, I don't think the third act is bad, but I just have thoughts. Um, okay. The as you, I think you mentioned the like aesthetics and the CGI was like particularly impressive, which I I agree. Yeah, with. wasn't it? I think. Um, I mean, not only is it well done, it just has a really kind of nice autumnal kind of aesthetic to it which mm-hmm. is cool like the the palette is really fun um which i thought was fun because i think for the last frozen they didn't get to play with as much color because it was a lot of like wintery stuff yeah um so that was cool i think a lot of i think the overall pot arc was reasonably telegraphed and transparent which I wasn't, Yeah, I don't know, it's a Disney film, I guess.
1: It's a kid's movie. Yeah,
0: I, like, I'm, it was a fun film, and um, yeah. I think the songs were fun. I, I did think um, Into the Unknown, it was kind of gratuitous. It's almost like the Let It Go high notes that were just like, how do we one-up, like, you know, like, sonically, how do we one-up those songs?
1: It was better than Let It Go, right? Like, it's a catchy song. Um,
0: here's the thing about Let It Go though, like it's so iconic and of its time, like I don't know that it's better than Let It Go.
1: I really enjoyed it. We now have the Panic at the Disco version in our like playlist that we listen to I think regularly. if I'd probably
0: put them side by side, I'd probably enjoy it more as a
1: song, but yeah,
0: Let It Go is just so, um, yeah, iconic.
1: And did you love the Kristoff song?
0: Yeah, that was pretty fun. I think the gimmick of it wore off quicker than okay. The song lasted.
1: I feel like you're not as into this movie as I'm into it.
0: No, I don't think it quite grabbed me in the same way that you'd expected it to, or that it grabbed you. Yeah, like I was I'd like, hope. this is a fine film. I'm not mad that I watched it. Um, we did. Sarah and I discuss for. Like, nearly a day afterwards, how incoherent the plot was. Because um, In what way? Like, it... Alright, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. The trolls return, but not in a way you'd think. They just kind of roll up as this, like, deus ex machina, kind of, to say, hey, you go on an adventure, we'll be the thing that looks after you. Um, your people. We'll keep your stuff. Yeah, basically, like, I feel like the whole plot was around... The magic of this universe, and they've kind of been established as the authorities on that magic, and they're just not involved. That seemed like a misstep.
1: That's fair. Maybe they'll be more involved in trolls uh, in Trolls Three, <laughs> uh, in Frozen Three.
0: So yeah, I thought that was a weird decision that they kind of just like wrote them out of the canon a little bit, because um, yeah, that they were like the magical things, and there was also something about. I don't know. it It doesn't make sense, and I think I'm draw, trying to draw too much sense out of a kids' movie, and expecting too much like um, consistency and continuity um, out of an animated Disney film. But um, I think also just the whole idea of the river. That oh, hold on, spoilers for Frozen two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Frozen 2 to be spoiled. Then.
1: Hopefully they've listened, they paused after the first half, they've list- gone and watched the movie, and now yeah. they're back. Yeah,
0: that's the ideal way to consume this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, she goes to the river thing. Yeah. First of all, all the spirits are like represented. I, I don't know if the like the little salamander thing was the fire spirit, or was like some representation yeah. of the fire spirit they're never really specific about that um so she like befriends wind and fire and then they just seemingly ignore the earth spirit like and also That's there's true. A, a lot of earth giants not like a single one that is the earth spirit so where's the earth spirit who knows yeah. uh and like it makes you think are all these other things the spirit or are they just some like um, effigy, some avatar of, of the overall spirit um, and then she kind of okay. battles the water spirit and then it yep. just takes her wrangling it for it to be like, okay, now we're friends, but then she goes into the river place figures out the truth then so the, like the
1: ice cabin place, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. then the yeah. river
0: freezes her right, like holds her captive there
1: is that the river or is that like the the place
0: well it's problematic regardless right because it's either the place is holding her there which who like who is the place is it the spirits because the spirits were the ones that were motivated to destroy the dam which is what eventually frees her. So the spirits, like, just become friends with her, and then they're like, okay, but we are going to hold you captive until you sort our problem out. And also, you don't now have the wherewithal to solve this problem, so you're just kind of going to be stuck here forever.
1: Or were they, like, relying on the fact that her people would save her?
0: It's just, like, it's totally... It's a movie
1: about, like, friendship and sisterhood and... So the spirits were probably relying on her sister to save the day.
0: The only way that they that her sister knew that something had happened was because Olaf kind of dies essentially. Um, yes, which is just which
1: is sad. No, it's not
0: sad because you like all of no, this feels like a it has no consequence now. I cried a little bit. You knew it was going to come back. Is the thing. Um, it doesn't so matter. It, just felt it was like- still sad. Because then at the end, she's, like, hanging out with the spirits, and then they they drop this thing like she was the fifth spirit, and I'm like, what kind of a plot point is that? That doesn't make any sense. There was kind of, like,
1: hints to that earlier.
0: But why is the fifth spirit ice? Why is there fire, wind, earth, water? Yeah, no, I get that. Ice is a state of water.
1: Yeah, I... I did think like. Why
0: that. is ice the coalescence of all those concepts? It doesn't make sense.
1: Because maybe ice isn't her only power. Yeah. Maybe she has all the powers.
0: She's like Avatar.
1: This maybe is the- she's Avatar. <laughs> this is the. Um... Maybe this is a prequel to Avatar. Uh, that would be amazing
0: if that happened, but um, yeah, I doubt. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. So you I just know think- that there was a lot of like cheap glossed over things. Also, like, it kind of made her parents dying in the quest to go to that place kind of hilarious in retrospect because you're like, they would have found <laughs> nothing. They would have just died there anyway, like, regardless yeah. of this shipwreck. Um, yeah. Because even, like, as she's descending down these caves and things like that, there's, like, ways... There's She's having to make steps out of ice to, tra- like, traverse this place... So yeah, they wouldn't she have been could to get have got through. that
1: far. <laughs> it doesn't it's make true. sense,
0: Jim, and it made me irrationally angry. How little sense it
1: made. The songs are great. The animation's great. The voice acting's great. uh it's very funny. I assume sure. you laughed.
0: Yeah, I thought it was like it was a fun film. That's what I mean. The first two yeah. acts were great. Yeah. I felt like they could have. I I wish the resolution had been a less, like. Um, they tried to go with this like supernatural, mystical vibe, and I yeah. don't think they nailed it. I think it could have. I a, assume. I was just, I was just saying. saying like, I, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. I feel like they could have like done this plot where it turns out it wasn't that magical after all, or something like that. Mm. It felt like that could have been a place they went to, but.
1: I reckon they're setting up for three because they've been releasing on Disney Plus and on YouTube they've been releasing shorts at the moment that are like less than 60 seconds of just Olaf, which is great because they're releasing this at the moment. So, that means that somewhere Josh Gad is just sitting in front of a computer screen in an empty room giggling.
0: It sounds so much like him. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, Um, that's fun. What did Sarah think? Did she like it other than also being annoyed?
0: I think she also had the same uh, feedback for... Frozen. Look, it I don't think it was as good as the first. I think um I think the first had a cons- like a coherent idea. I think okay. they kind of got a bit caught up in their own world world building and in the end it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't think there's any logical consistency between the things they're talking about which shouldn't matter to me because it's a Disney film, mm. but I got really annoyed by that.
1: So, I guess the question is, did you like it or did you not like it? Is this a <laughs> successful suggestion or is it a fail of a suggestion?
0: See, I was coming into recording this podcast saying that I was going to like it and now me talking through all the things that I didn't like about it. I can see it,
1: that. I'm really upset. I felt it building. <laughs> but <laughs> but no. I was like, this is not going how I thought. Look,
0: I'll give you a point for this one because okay. I think it would be too harsh and too nitpicky
1: to not. All right. Do you wanna? I do you have anything else to say about Frozen Two?
0: Not particularly. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was weird how soured the film got just from like overthinking the ending and overthinking the plot developments. I saw that.
1: Yeah, I saw <laughs> that happen. All right. Well, let's talk about Injury Reserve, which was your suggestion. Yeah. You never created a playlist. To well, send me. I think
0: by the time. I was going to go do it, you had messaged me several times being like, I listened to Injury Reserve, and so I kind of just gave you a playlist by proxy. I kind of said, hey, make sure you listen to these tracks, this album, kind of thing. I think you probably end up listening to most of their songs, right?
1: I think I listen to every one of their songs. Yeah.
0: They don't have a huge discography. I think I've got Uh, four albums.
1: They've got a couple of 2020 releases that Yes, I didn't hear. I didn't hear Waste Management or Hoodwinked.
0: Hoodwinked um, is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I don't think I heard that. Um. No. So, yeah, Injury Reserve, I actually really enjoyed. I got quite into them. Mm. I didn't like everything they did. Yeah. But some of their songs, I really enjoyed. Some of them, I've yeah added to my playlist along with Into the Unknown. <laughs> it's
0: in the same playlist. It's in the
1: same playlist. That
0: feels so upsetting to me. It's such a like whiplash moment for go- going from that song to any injury Look, reserve track.
1: I've got Mumford and Sons in there. I've got Run the Jewels.
0: The way you listen to music is deeply disturbing to me.
1: <laughs> I just like songs that I like. I just create a playlist where it's like, yeah, this is cool, I like this, and then it changes songs, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool, I like this. It doesn't have to to be the same genre.
0: I tend to listen to albums at a time, like I'll put an album Mm. on. So, if if I don't enjoy an album in entirety, I tend not to like the album.
1: Oh, I never like an album in its entirety. I could not tell you a single album that I've ever liked in its entirety. That
0: hurts me so much.
1: Uh, maybe a 21 Pilots album. That's very upsetting. uh, that's it. Yeah, that's just not how I engage with music. I'm
0: here to tell you that that's wrong. My suggestion this week is (laughs) get better at listening to music. No, I can see that. I can see, I I think a lot of people do listen to music by playlists. But usually I think they're fairly thematic, right? Rather than just like, here's all the songs that I like smashed together. No.
1: I'm like, here's the songs I like. Sometimes okay. I'll do like here's the songs I like that I like to sing along to. Okay. Or like here's the songs I like that are pretty dancey. But honestly, it's normally just the songs I like. I've got Jim Jams Volume Six <laughs> What's it called? Let's Jam Again.
0: That's as the subtitle.
1: Yeah, well Jim Jam's Volume Five was the playlist to rule all playlists. Right. Jim Jam's Volume Four was let's I think it was the Jim Jam and then no, it was the re-jamming
0: um, it. So. How frequent are the gym jams? Like, how frequently do you cycle through songs that you like?
1: Um, I don't know. Probably, like, every six months. Okay. Anyway, What'll happen way is it'll <laughs> just, well, the playlist will just build and build and it'll get to, like, wow, there's 240 songs in this playlist and there's probably, like, 40 of them that I no longer like right. and then I'll just have to create a new playlist. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I listen to music. Back to injury reserve, though. Yes.
0: So tell me um, about the tracks that you really liked.
1: That made. Yeah, it I'll go in like order of albums. Okay. I really liked Yo on their first album, Live for the Dentist Office. That was probably the main track I liked on that album. Yeah. There was a couple others that I thought were okay, but that was the one I really liked. The next album I thought was really good, and yep. was like, pretty close to me liking the whole album. I probably liked half of the album. So, I loved... How do you um, not love,
0: like, just about every song on this album, though?
1: Well, I don't really love interludes. But that, that interlude. interlude
0: is pretty great.
1: I don't know that I've even listened to it, to be honest with you. I think you I should. probably saw interlude and skipped it.
0: It's... um it's not just like a musical interlude. Like there's actually like a, it's kind of just like a little freestyle type thing. Okay. Um, it's hilarious listening back to it because it's like the content of it is basically talking about a bunch of stuff that like, hey, that's kind of not cool. It's 2016. You shouldn't do that anymore. Or like, why are you still thinking like that? It's 2016. Uh, but it's funny to think, well, it's not funny. It's kind of grim to, to listen to it and think, oh yeah, those are still things that, that are a problem. Like Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good track, it holds up.
1: Well, I like the first six songs on that album. Yeah. It's what I've just realized. Like I don't like All Quiet on the White West Side or Iny Minnie Miney Mo or Keep On Slippin' or Back then or Look Mama I Did It. But I liked the first six songs. They were Look Mama
0: I Did it's pretty great though. It's got like a gospel old sto- old school Kanye style flip. It's
1: I don't know. Some okay. of them the that- I just kind of like went through and if it didn't catch me, I didn't go back to it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: But yeah, the first six songs on that album, I really loved.
0: I think, um, Floss Bears. Girl with the Gold wrist was was really fun. Yeah. That's probably one of my less favorite ones. Oh. I think S on your chest is probably one of my favorites on you. Yeah. That's
1: really good. Uh, Oh Shit. I really liked. Sorry for the language. Um, What's
0: Goody is probably one of my favourites on that too.
1: But Oh Shit had kind of like, I, which I think I even texted to you, it kind of felt, at least at the start, it like almost has Busta Rhymes kind of vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think we talked about in the first half, like one of the things that I like about them is it feels like they span a few different genres within rap. Like Yeah. It feels like sometimes you get this really jazzy boom bap energy and sometimes you get this yeah. really like high and like high intensity like drill energy i guess um like yeah. or it's like southern style rap versus new york style rap like i feel like there's elements of all of that that come in different songs
1: yeah i can see that so the 2017 album drive it like it's stolen i didn't like anything on Bruh. the 2019 album i liked maybe 3 songs
0: which were they which were they? Corona and Line. Yeah.
1: Or Karuna. But yeah. Karuna. Yeah. Um, Bake the tel- Tesla is fun. Yeah. Uh, and gravy and biscuits. I liked.
0: Yeah. What about Three Man Weave? I thought you'd like Three Man Weave.
1: No, maybe I need to give it another listen. But yeah, I kind of just went through all their music. Roll was like washing dishes and doing housework and stuff. Yeah um and then i also have been listening to them rather been doing work this week but yeah so i think the songs that grabbed me grabbed me and there were some that i was just like eh this is fine and i was skipping through it
0: i think my prediction was that you would like them but you would like different songs that i would like
1: yeah uh, but i, I think we have more common ground than i imagined yeah i think they're really good they're really talented they're really fun like, you can tell that they're having fun making the music and that makes a big difference for me. I like that when an artist does that. Yeah. So, a good suggestion. Hey, thanks. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Well done. We got a win. Yeah, you got a point. Hey, I don't remember how we end these anymore.
0: Um, typically, you come up with some sort of uh, hair segment and then...
1: That was old Jim. <laughs> well, I guess... Or because... young Jim? <laughs> um. <laughs> previous year, Yeah, cuz I, I think last time we introduced the blacklist and we had some anti suggestions. I think that oh, was right, episode yeah.
0: what was 7 on the blacklist.
1: Uh Man in Black International and yes. Will Smith.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's...
1: You added Will Smith, I wasn't.
0: Nah, he's is we've got in agreement
1: on that one. Yeah. He's welcome to come on the podcast and I discuss think I
0: it. I think I went at the original Men in Black and suggested that it's probably not a very good film in hindsight.
1: You did. Yeah. I bet it's a right, like I've, Adam I've got Sand this segment. Movies. What's the thing that everyone has been suggesting that you are not going to get into?
0: Tiger King. 100% Yeah, that's Tiger what I wanted King.
1: to talk about. Have you tried it?
0: I have not watched it. I'm resisting watching it because... Okay. I mean, here's we- the thing. I think it's a true crime documentary at its core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't do true crime. Like
1: No, I have done occasional true crime and, like, I haven't done crime. Let's just back up on that. I haven't done crime. <laughs> I have watched the occasional true crime documentary.
0: You've done true um, crime-based media. I've
1: done true crime. Yeah. But we watched maybe half an hour of the first episode and just could not get into it. But there's so much hype about it.
0: Something about it just looks very upsetting to me. I don't know. I, I think like there's a there's like a trifecta of like uh, it's true crime, which I'm already just not that into. It's animal cruelty seems to feature pretty heavily. Uh, just from what I've heard. And yeah. then there seems to be this like kind of classism, like redneck culture Yeah, thing it's that's just happening that I like, I'm trashy, like oh, this seems
1: gross. Trashy meth addicts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just has kind of baffled me, the phenomenon. Because, we, yeah, we've tried several times. Like, that half hour we've watched, I think we watched in three settings because we kept being like, nope, not loving okay. this. Wow. And then we, we, like... Yeah, you're thinking, yeah.
0: like, are we missing the thing that everyone's into? Yeah, or? exactly.
1: Because everyone's like, oh, it gets so crazy. And we're like, all right, all right, all right. We've got to try this, obviously. Like, let's give it a little bit longer. Um. But no, I'm not doing it. So, stop suggesting it to me. Yeah,
0: I just I can't see myself. I I could probably, I'll probably at some point do what you're doing and, and like take a run at the first half hour and see if it grabs me. But I just can't see it. Like, I just don't it's watch just documentaries so at the best of times. It's not the sort of thing that I watch normally. So, I just can't yeah. see it slotting in. No. So... We'll we will miss this um, kind of cultural moment that's happening around us. Yeah, I think it just kind of got dropped at the right time in history, which is just I like, think so. Everyone's at home looking for something to binge. This kind yeah. of yeah. documentary drops. It's I the think right amount. Animal Mountain.
1: Crossing and yeah. this documentary yeah. have both like had weird parts in culture where people are going to like talk about 2020 in like 10 years time, and they're going to remember. The Virus, Animal Crossing, and Tiger King. King, And it's just going to be a weird, weird time.
0: Yeah. All right. Now that we've um, taken a run at Tiger King. It's it's on on the the blacklist.
1: (laughs) That was well done. Synced up.
0: We will um, catch you in the next one, I guess. Yeah. You can send uh, your suggestions to suggest at suggestivepodcast.com. Or anything at SuggestivePodcast.com, I guess, is how that works. But, um, yeah, send us some suggestions.
1: You can find us on Twitter. You're at John Pass. Nope. You're at John David Pass.
0: David Pass, yeah.
1: I'm at Jim McIntyre. And you can also, I think, find the Suggestive Podcast on Twitter, but we haven't tweeted there for a long time. But you can find us on Facebook. And like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a review, that's super helpful. So, yeah. Thanks People know
0: to do that stuff. Sometimes. They know.
1: You know what segment we should bring back? What's that? Audible Books has over 10,000 <laughs> books available to listen it's to. It's just
0: Audible, Jim. It's just called Audible. It's a terrible <laughs> segment. I will do an ad if I get paid for it, but not before then.
1: Fair enough. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Jim McIntyre, and I'm suggestive.
0: That's the new sign out. Okay. Bye.